Hi guys, Justin here, just wishing you all a Merry Christmas from the BAMcast. And as a special Christmas treat, I have Santa with Muscles. This is something I reviewed for the Renaissance pod when they were doing Die Cinema Die last year. And we had a ball just joking around and this is a terrible movie in the best possible way. Special thanks to Stu for giving me permission to release this on this feed. And I hope you all have a Merry Christmas. Bye. Tonight, the Renaissance Men presents Die Cinema Die, our monthly celebration of the very worst cinema has to offer. I am your host, Stuart Garrard, and I'm joined tonight by the master of disaster himself, Justin Knowles, and Renaissance brother, David Robert Bridge. How are you, gentlemen? I'm pretty good. Hello, Justin. uh, How are we? I'm all right. How are you? Sweaty? Yes, yes, we're in. Uh, we're into summer now, so uh, thirty-four degrees today. I'm getting this recording done nice and early before it gets too hot to move. Yeesh, yeesh. DRB, I don't know if, uh, if you're like me. You're uh, you had to de-ice your windscreen this morning. Well, well, I wasn't putting on suntan lotion. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three or four degrees, something like that here. Uh, yeah, not good. Not yeah, good. Pretty chilly. Not that we're jealous of Justin, you bastard. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, anyway. I don't know how you guys can do it. No, uh, neither, no, neither do I. <laughs> neither do I. Um, yes, tis the festive season, gentlemen, and we have gathered together um, for a, a festive edition of Die Cinema Die, um, in which we are going to review the uh, seminally shit Hulk Hogan vehicle, Santa with muscles. Um, Vehicles going off the road quickly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a horrible yes. film. Yes, driving it off a cliff. But, uh, yeah, horrendous. I've, I've, but, uh, I've got to admit, this this actually came out worse than I thought it was going to. So that's actually mm. saying something because because mm. my expectations were not high. No, from what I understand, you two guys both have seen it before. Yes, um, I no. I came into this fresh and it, um, it scarred me. I think <laughs> scarred. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best film. Um, but let's find to the point. Indeed, that's why we're here, after all. That is why we're here. Um, so we are going to take a brief break and we're going to return with our introductions to Santa with Muscles. So join us after this. Welcome back. Okay, gentlemen, let's kick things off and introduce this month's film. Um, Justin, first off, a big fuck you for, for picking this. <laughs> <laughs> um, no offence. Uh, uh, yes, Santa with Muscles, the 1996 uh, comedy, I use the term loosely, 
uh, starring Hulk Hogan as... Um, Was it a comedy? It, <laughs> it's um, debatable, I would say. Very debatable. I don't, um, I don't think this film had any idea what it was trying no. to No. No. Was no. it a family adventure movie? Was it a Christmas story? Sort of was a kid's movie, but funny? not really because of a violence. Hmm. Yeah, yeah it, it had no idea what it was doing. Oh. It's all over the place. It really was. Um, so like we say, this was released in 1996. But I, I, at this point, I just want to kind of get a gauge where Hulk Hogan was in his wrestling career. Yes. Um, was this... Uh, I can't remember when he went to WCW. Uh, he went to WCW in 1994. He turned heel, okay. the big famous heel turn, earlier this summer, 96. So he's actually right. full on heel when this came out. <laughs> Dumb marketing. <laughs> Jeez. Wow, yeah, that's, inter- that's interesting. Um, obviously, billing himself in those days as, as Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yes. Um, he's anything but the Hollywood star, really. NWO rules, brother. <laughs> this is anything to go by, but uh, regardless, um, well, it's interesting to get kind of get that side of things. Mm. Um, so, where do we do we kind of Justin? Have you delved deep into the, uh, the history and production of the film at all, or the um, start as I was? The, uh, the the delving is um, is pretty shallow, just like this movie, <laughs> and um, there, there's not much to really say. There's uh, Probably only two things that I can should mention about, or three things I should mention about this. Mm-hmm. Um, one is that the executive producer was the same guy that did the Wolf of Wall Street recently. Really? <laughs> wow. Yep. Well, um, well, everyone has a past. The, <laughs> yeah. the, um, the original author's draft was altered so much that he actually sued to have his name removed from the movie. <laughs> Brilliant. Always a good sign. <laughs> and um, the uh, the other thing would be just to comment on, um, much like with our, our first film, Leprechaun, mm-hmm. um, this is actually a movie premiere of uh, another person, mm-hmm. which is um, Mila Kunis from yeah. uh, that 70s show, mm-hmm. and, um, and a possible Die Cinema Die contender for Max Payne. Ah, uh, okay. I didn't know she was in that film. I know she was in... Um... Uh, American Psycho 2. I think she's in that. Um, yes, she is, yeah. That's a, also another contender, I would say. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, had quite the hit, hasn't she, really? Um, but, uh, and, um, un- unsurprisingly, this movie's shown up on a lot of um, worst ever movie lists, uh-huh. um, including worst ever Hulk Hogan movies. It's <laughs> 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 pretty much top of the list. Um and uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was one other wrestler that showed up in the movie. Yes, I did notice. Stu, uh, did you get it? No. Who? Uh, I think it was Bruda. Brutus of Barber uh, Beefcake showed up. Ah, uh, of course. As a Chinese person, of course. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looks sort of like a Mongolian sumo Maybe. wrestler. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> he, sh- he shows up towards Again, the end in the tax hole. This movie has... <laughs> Well, he doesn't even get to do that. Um, no. You have two wrestlers in the same room in a in a movie that has fight scenes, mm. and he doesn't get to fight. No. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, stupid. It's one of the many crimes of this film, I would say. Uh, 
<sighs> you say it has featured pretty heavily in some um, some top worst films lists of all time. It's in IMDb's bottom 100 movies. Um, total film, the, the British uh, film publication listed it as number 43 out of the 50 worst children, children's films ever made. Um, and was included in Virgin Media's list of worst ever Christmas movies. So, yeah, it's uh, universally panned. I think, and it's and, um, uh, for another. To be honest, tonight <laughs> it's um, got a, a total rating of twenty-one um, percent on Rotten Tomatoes and two point four out of ten on IMDb. Nice. Uh, it's just bad. I can't really take umbrage to the VHS cover as well. Um, it features obviously Hulk, as you you would imagine, um, dressed as Santa, mm-hmm. um, but he's also then kind of just holding up. With his fists, with his pythons, um, the two guys that are in the mall at the very start—they they, they kind of play no major role in the film at all. No, they're one scene, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> it's very misleading. And uh, uh, the, the, that's not the most misleading thing on on that cover, though. What's there? The moustache. Oh yes, yeah, he's got a Fu Manchu, oh. but he doesn't have it in the film. No, that's yeah, uh... um, and he has hair. What the hell? What <laughs> the hell happened with his hair? I don't know. I, I know Hulk going... Hogan is having long, bald head. Mm. Um, you know, you've got the the big bald patch in the middle. You've got the long, dangly hair at the back. Uh huh. And oh, is this his real hair? Is he? Did he wear a wig? Did I don't think even he knows I, what his I, real hair is at this point. I almost didn't recognise him. He looks very yeah. different. He does. Oh, very. He's almost sporting a quiff in this film. It's quite... Um, mm. He looks rather dapper, I have to say. Um, <laughs> to be fair. To be fair on him. Um, but, uh, yes, I guess we should... Uh, we should um, crack on uh, with... Uh, how would we kind of describe the basic uh, premise of this film? Um, um, the, basic, the, the basic premise is um, it's a redemption story. We have a um, a man who's who's struggling through life and um, manages to redeem himself. His name's yeah. Lenny. He's not the main character, <laughs> but he's probably got the most growth out of anyone. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's very true. Very true. Mm. He is the um, man. That's the only arc narrative arc in the whole film. So um, the I guess the short version is. Man who's not particularly nice um, gets a bump on the head, thinks he's Santa Claus, meets some orphans, meets someone who's even worse, and um, becomes a good guy and saves the orphans. Mm. Is, Hilarity is ensues. Short version. Yeah, yeah. Really? Did you watch the same movie as me? <laughs> <laughs> we, um, at this point, I'm going to break off and say that uh, I. I trying to kickstart some kind of new feature. I, I appreciate the three-word reviews aren't particularly working um, mm. in that people have to actually watch the film to contribute in that way. So I've decided to go with a change of tact and come up with uh, a caption competition. I think it'd be quite fun. Mm. Um, not the greatest <laughs> turnouts this month, but uh, regardless, if we keep doing it, people, I'm sure people will participate. Um, <clears throat> so this week, sorry, this month, um, we also chose a still from Santa with Muscles. Uh, DLB, can you describe this month's screenshot for us? Uh, yeah, okay, this is uh, Hulk Hogan, dressed as Santa Claus, sat on a chair at Santa's grotto, and there's a small child sat on his lap, mm-hmm. who may mm-hmm. or may not be black. 
<laughs> uh, do, do I'm throwing this out there? Do we? Do you have guys have any quick? Uh, bigger kids! I swear I said bigger kids. Nice, nice, Justin. Anything for us? Wait, you're the writer of this piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, I went. Uh, this is obviously the child speaking to Hogan. You big racist cunt. Um, <clears throat> Midian Bessim said. Uh, <laughs> you have a patron, but you want more gifts. That's a little inside joke, but uh, still works. Still, still a good contribution there for Midian. Thank you, sir. Um, so, yeah, if you want to contribute to that in the months going forward, please get involved. It's, uh, I think there should, could be some good mileage um, from such a competition. Um, we'll tweet it out every month as when we get to recording the show um use that using the hashtag dcd caption that um and we see how that goes i'm sure we may drop it in a few months when nobody participates but uh, we'll give it a chance we'll give it a chance that's all we can do um right shall we move on to our review in proper then sure. absolutely let's, let's do this we'll take a brief break and we shall return and we shall dig a bit deeper into this well this pile of shit basically Welcome back. Right, gentlemen, let's uh let's kick things off. Um, with the opening few scenes, which I um, I found particularly compelling uh, on this film. Um, basically, we open with a uh, with a uh, a shot of the the orphanage with a child in, in a window writing a or dictating a letter, sorry, narrating a letter to Santa Claus, mm-hmm. um, basically asking Santa to save the orphanage that she lives in, um, which I believe was being threatened with closure from a mysterious Mister Frost. Um, we immediately then cut to Hulk Hogan lurking in a bush. Yes. Um, and announcing the immortal line, uh, never stop, never stop to smell the roses. Well, this um, is after he attacks a gardener. Mm, mm-hmm. mm. Pretty on the nose there. <laughs> and and uh, stomps him into the ground just afterwards for the hell of it. Yeah. Why not? Of course, why not? Yes, he he uh, likes to uh, beat his help, to be honest. Um, that was a bizarre moment. He kind of just goes through this ritualistic process of um, taking out each member of his staff. Well, we're led to believe at first, Stu, <laughs> that he's sort of storming this mansion and perhaps he's going to save somebody. Or, but no, uh, he's, yes. he's just uh, testing himself. And, uh, yeah. He has employees who are willing to get beat the fuck out of. <laughs> yeah, the old classic wrestling swerve. Mm. <laughs> from from what I can gather, he was doing it as a um, as an exercise routine. Yes, mm. and uh, and he was timing how long he could uh, last for, and he only managed a, a couple of minutes. But uh, he managed to, in that couple of minutes, have a little bit Just of like a fight scene. And good like grief! Um, do they do this every day? <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah, he takes on his, his martial arts chef, his martial arts gardener, yep. his martial arts personal assistant, yep. his martial arts driver. Mm-hmm. All um, uh, different ethnic minorities as well. I, of I, course. I, I kind of noticed. Mm-hmm. Mexican, Chinese dude, black dude. Yeah. 
Hogan knows no bounds when it comes to race. Hogan's no racist. <laughs> um, I think that's one of the rules. Yes. I think so. Yes. I think so. We, we, I mean, also, we also established rules early in this film. Um, now, what's Hogan's character's name? I'm just going to call him Hogan for the whole time. Hogan, uh, that's what I did. Like, <laughs> Hogan has... Uh, he, he's a jerk, basically. He's a complete mm. asshole. And he has these set of rules to live life by. So, like... Hogan's rule number 296, blah, 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 blah. And it's just some cliche. So they really do establish that he's not a good guy at this point. No. Late 386 four. rules. Mm -hmm. Wow. There you go. It's a lot to remember. Yeah. So uh, yeah, his name, Blake Thorne. He's a self-made millionaire who sells bodybuilding supplements and equipment. Um, that's how who he's established to be. Um, and like you say, he's an utter, utter arse. It's, any kind of, I don't know, like speaking up his, his ethnic minorities. Um, but this this opening scene kind of really set out the stall for me. It, uh, mm. it kind of immediately highlighted how shit Hogan's acting was and is in this <laughs> film. And that really, I, I can't fathom that because the guy made, makes or made a living out of, you know, performing to a live audience on TV. Yeah, but as a, as a loud, larger-than-life kind of hero, not as, like, a, a wordsmith. Agreed. Agreed. But surely it's all... He's still, you know, kind of developing a performance skill. I just don't understand why he couldn't... It just comes across as so wooden. Like, there's no personality there at all where he is. Mm. You know, he was this one of the wrestlers of the, the biggest personalities, you know? Um, it's very strange how he doesn't come across that way in film. I noticed that there was a big difference in the acting between when he was playing Blake Thorne as Blake Thorne mm -hmm. compared to when he was playing Blake Thorne as Santa. The um, <clears throat> He was actually playing the Blake Thorne character as a bit more over the top, a bit more larger than life. Um, and it actually came, even though he was you know, ramping that character up, it actually came across as even worse. <laughs> it did because the uh, the those opening couple of minutes where he's playing as as uh, Blake Thorne and those the closing half hour where he's as Blake Thorne, he seems to be putting on this um, you know, yeah, let's do this sort of almost like a yuppie. And, mm. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it just made it even worse when he's acting as Santa. He's actually trying to act a bit, whereas. Mm. When he's Blake Thorne, he's trying to play a character. Um, neither of which are good, but um, <laughs> but they're bad in different ways. Mm. And, and it's a really noticeable difference between the the two types of acting that he seems to be trying to do. Yeah, he does. He did come across, to be fair on him, a bit more genuine, and uh, you see, you see why he's more comfortable playing the the, the child loving Santa character. Mm. Um, mm. But, uh, well, it's probably because it's, it's the audience is used to performing to, you know, and interacting with in his day job. So mm. I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, so the plot sort of starts off, if you like, if you can call it that, by <laughs> Hogan going paintballing in a car. Mm-hmm. As ridiculous as that sounds, that yes. is exactly <laughs> what happens. Yes. Um, Hogan and a bunch and of his buddies. Go ahead. Yeah. And apparently this is his business meeting because... Um, when they when they finish his uh, staff assaulting exercise routine, the <laughs> the phone rings and he goes, you know, your guests are downstairs, and he puts on this, oh, 
Business always interferes with pleasure. And then he goes downstairs to go paintballing. <laughs> so, um, and uh, this attracts pretty quickly the attention of the police, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who uh, proceed to chase Hogan through the streets. Of, are we in L.A.? Is that even established? Where are we? I don't know. It doesn't look very Christmassy, does it? That's, no. that's one, well, one point I would say. California, I think it is. Sure. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Lake, Lakeside? Lake, uh, Lake View, I think. Um, mm. Which is, uh, it's then we find out. Small town. Yeah, it's Hogan's hometown, I believe. Uh, we find out. Um, like you say, DRB, he's chase, uh, a police chase in shoes. I'm not quite sure why they start chasing him. Well, I think his paintball. Paintballs go awry, or well, they, well, they... one of the um, dirt bikes uh, actually lands across the bonnet of the cop car that's sitting there waiting to catch ah, people with yes. a speed. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. And he thinks um, the cop thinks they're terrorists. Yes. <laughs> so we're chasing they look, they look foreign. Let's get them. <laughs> um, the chase eventually ending or leading to the local mall, where um, we are introduced to. God, what's her name? Was it Lenny? It was Lenny, wasn't it? Lenny. Yes, Lenny. Um, who is who is an elf who is working in a Santa's grotto, you know, as you get in, in shopping centres over here. Um, but they have no Santa. No. Um, so there's, there's this crisis in shoes where he kind of stumbles upon a Hogan who has fallen after fleeing from the police and has hit his head and now believes he is Santa Claus. Yeah, Hogan, he's... during the, the, the police pursuit, uh, finds a Santa outfit and decides it would be yes. a good idea to dress up as Santa to evade the cops. Mm-hmm. But he ends <clears> up uh, <throat> hanging <throat> perilously off the side of a, a garbage chute and uh, falls to, uh, well, to be uncon- unconscious. Indeed. Indeed. Now, I've got to mention a couple of issues that I had um, Go ahead. at this point. Not, not that there are many issues. All right, let's face it. The entire movie is an issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, as I was going through and writing my notes, every second note was like, "Why?" Mm. But yeah, that doesn't make. <laughs> so um, Santa's Grotto apparently has about half a dozen elves inside mm-hmm, yes. it, and none of them actually step outside to deal with the kids, uh, except for the one that takes photos. Uh, <laughs> We have the garbage chute that Hogan's hanging from, mm-hmm. which, fine, I get that. But the garbage chute actually falls down to just open ground. It's a, it's a back corridor somewhere <laughs> with nothing underneath. So all of the garbage is just going on the floor. Fuck it. Yeah, and true. When, I didn't think when, of that. When Hogan does fall down there, um, I can see that he's taken a bump because you can see he gets hit on the head by this plastic sander thing, which probably isn't enough, but... It looks like he could have banged his head on the steel side. I think I saw that too, down. yes. Um, but why the hell was Lenny just sitting, waiting at the bottom of a garbage chute for someone to show up? It's like, mm. oh, there's Santa. Ha-ha. <laughs> he does what? appear from nowhere. Uh, that is true. Um, He's just sitting there. He's, you know, He's supposed to be hunting down a Santa. He's just sitting, waiting at the bottom of the garbage chute as if he knows that's the next <laughs> scene. Bloody not. <laughs> Agree, stupid. Uh, <laughs> now Lenny's down on his luck. This is played by Don Stark, also of that seventies show. Um, he's down on his luck, and instead of saying, "Oh, there's Santa, he can come and help us of a grotto," he thinks, "No, I will rob this man," <laughs> and take, takes his wallet. Caesar's got yeah. a lot of cash in there, plus credit cards. He's like, "I'm rich. My problems are solved." 
and his mm. problems uh, relate to the character, uh, the film's main villain. Yes, yes, he owes him money. Yes, huh? the nefarious Mr. Frost. Um, and Mr. Frost seems to be some. It's never really explained, but he seems to be some kind of high-level thug who extorts local businesses through the use of some eccentric goons that he has on staff. To say he might be a super scientist. <laughs> okay. He he seems to be as yeah, it's like a self self-made millionaire like Hogan, but um going through sciencey type stuff. Nothing's yes. ever really made clear about how no. he <laughs> got to where he is. Um and uh yeah, so we've got um the the first scene with him uh He's torturing a um, shoe salesman mm-hmm. who um, has a, uh, a business in the area that he wants to, to buy out. And uh, to do this, he uh, introduces his team of hand-picked scientists. All these fucking guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, let, I've, I've, I've got a list of who we've got here. I, I made a note. And they're all like we pun names pers- as well. Oh, we we have his personal physician, Doctor Blake, who um, is sort of the main henchman. Yep. Yes. We have the geologist, Mister Flint. Mm-hmm. We have the Canadian chemist, Doctor Vile. Of course. And and we have no no indication as to what sciencey type thing no. he has. She's the a electrifying. This what. Um, Maybe she's an engineer who, who has an awesome set of um, uh, electric gloves yeah. that um, that can be, you know, quite good. But uh, yes, he then um, sets these uh, scientists uh, off to torture the the shoe owner until he agrees to sell off his business. And uh, we find out that he's trying to buy up all the businesses in this particular local area and shut them down for. A, a yet-to-be-revealed plan. Yes, he's looking for something, but we don't know what yet. Yes, yes. Mm. Those eccentric goons, they, they, they seemed like a uh, the cast from Street Fighter, an unmade oh. Street Fighter game, you know, just some <laughs> discarded character designs that they didn't... they wouldn't dare think of putting in their game. They couldn't um, be more two-dimensional if you put them on paper. It was <laughs> fucking horrible, these people. Yeah, it wasn't was not good. And they, they seemed to feature quite heavily throughout the whole film as well, which yeah. was... A joy. Um, <laughs> so then back to Hogan and uh, Lenny, the elf. Mm-hmm. Um, Hogan wakes up just as Lenny's robbing him. But Hogan, in a, a classic cinema trope, now has amnesia. <laughs> yes, he Of does. course he does. <laughs> so, um, uh, go ahead. So at this point, does, I, I kind of got the impression that Lenny almost started coercing him into believing he was Santa Claus. Correct. The Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Um, which I felt was kind of bizarre. Obviously, it was, it was going to be the answer to, to Lenny's problems because he was tasked with trying to find a Santa Claus and, and get, was it 50 bucks? 50 the, bucks. Uh, someone, yeah, someone asked him to, to promise to pay him that. Um, dude must have some serious debt problems if he's uh, going through all this trouble just for $50, I have to say. You know you're on hard times when you're working as an elf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. true. Or in a Hulk Hogan film. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you! Um, I had a mouthful of beer. <laughs> so yeah, uh, what the hell happened next? There was a um, that 
the two two guys I mentioned on the the front of the, the VHS cover yeah. they came they kind of came into play at this point. Um, so Hogan is still in the the mall. Um, yeah, I believe. Lenny, Lenny takes Hogan over to the grotto. Says you're going to be Santa. You're going to talk to the kids. Yeah. But meanwhile, these two guys are eyeing up this uh, charity collection pot that's on the table, and there's a woman yes. sleeping next to it. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're going to try and steal it. Yes, and this kind of just Hogan takes umbrage to this. Is the knock on the head has clearly just made him a nice person now. It's mm-hmm. totally changed his character. He's not only forgotten who he is, it's improved him considerably. Yeah, uh, one of the kids in the line for Santa's Grotto spots the uh, the theft happening. <gasps> oh, Santa! Look at what they're mm. doing! And Hogan goes ballistic. Does I was disappointed Although, after, after the little. Um... After the little um, montage of the kids he's had to deal with so far, mm-hmm. um, I'd be using any excuse to get the hell out of there and beat somebody up too. Yeah, uh, they're little shits. <laughs> Every yeah. single one of them's a little sod. Yeah. Um, although I do like the orphan. Yes. Uh, no, these aren't even the orphans. These are just the ones. Okay. These are the ones with parents. These are the spoiled <laughs> kids. I think that was a message. Yeah. The um, <laughs> the one I did like was. Um, and one of the, the actual chuckles I got out of the the movie, not that there were many, but um, the I think one of the last kids he did, she's uh, goes, oh, I'd like a um, and in, and he's just putting wild guesses out there. You know, what would you like, little girl? A pocket knife? <laughs> An electric razor? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did actually get a chuckle out of that, but. Um, yeah. Yes, so um, yeah. After 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 seeing that little montage of of little brats, then uh, yeah, I'd want to go beat up some some street thugs too. But I don't know mm. if I want to do it using a styrofoam candy cane. No, yes. that that's one of the other classic lines of this movie. <laughs> Watch out! He's got a candy cane. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because that's just something that someone says, sort of. Out of shot, you sort of hear it, but it's it's quiet. Watch out, he's got a candy cane. <laughs> that that well. might have been the only laugh I got out of it. Oh dear! So yeah, the, the, the first, this is when the, uh, we get our our first fight scene. Uh, you know, proper. Oh, we had the one at the start, but this is more. You know, Hogan against two thugs as Santa. You know, this is the meat of the film. It's yes. what we came to see. It's Santa with muscles, after all. Mm-hmm. And it's okay, you know, I think that's probably the only redeeming feature I will take from this film, is the semi-adequately choreographed fight <laughs> scenes. Um, Tell you one yeah. thing positive I will say about this film, this this was fairly well shot. Mm. You know, like the panning sort of uh, views, there, there wasn't, you know, whoever did that did a good job, but the rest, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I, was, I was disappointed I didn't see any... Um, any wrestling moves, any big boots or mm, yeah, big boots. Yeah, you mm. need a big boot. Yeah, they they usually love doing that kind of stuff, like The Rock when he did his rock bottom in. Um, what was that? That Mummy film, I think he did that, didn't he? So, anyway, I, forget. I um, remember they live. Roddy Piper doing some kind of suplex. Yeah, they 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 do like to just sprinkle a little bit of that in that, that in there. Mm. Um, yeah, there was absolutely but, nothing. No, nothing at all, really. Um, even when you got the two wrestlers in the room, nothing. But. Um, Hogan duffs up these goons and then just kind of just waltzes out the mall with a group of children around him, like a Pied Piper, Pedo Pied Piper, mm-hmm. or a Pedo Piper, if you like. The, um, the the kids following Santa makes sense. It's a mall Santa. Their kids 
yeah, that, yeah. that's fine. Kids are dumb. Yeah, um, I've got two. <laughs> no, 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 hang on. <laughs> Let's just rewind that. I'm just going to forget I even said that. Um, sure. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so, so uh, he he spots a sign about the orphanage being in trouble and mm. instantly decides, like a man possessed, that that he wants to go save the orphanage. Yeah, this is just stupid. And... He's like, I've got to go there. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's now, a whim. I know. It. That was what I thought when I first watched it. It, it mm. made no sense at the time that he was going to do it, but once you get to the um, the reveal towards the end of the movie, you can maybe see mm. like maybe why it was his subconscious that... sort of. Uh, yeah, oh, I but, recognize that. But um, but there's absolutely nothing at this point in the movie that says, "Well, that makes sense." Right. It's, uh, biggest, it's just um, completely out of the blue. My biggest. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. My my biggest. Uh, take away from this this moment on this part of the film was the fact that here's Hogan dressed as Santa Claus mm-hmm. he's kind of almost coming across as a mentally der- deranged man he doesn't know who he is or where he's going or why he's going to this place yet they just oh, invite him into this orphanage oh. with open arms and invite him to stay and, and live with the children it's ridiculous well he, <laughs> he did save the caretaker's man. life he, well, he does on. save the caretaker's life that, that gets him a little goodwill yeah, but still, to invite him into a, a place where children are living, you know, just, hey, come on in, big, muscly, ripped guy. Sure. <laughs> Again, just doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> so um, he, he gets to the orphanage, and uh, the bad guys are already there. Yeah. Um, Vandalising, ter- um, causing terror for, for no real reason. Um, and, and it brings me to yet another of my... Why? questions <laughs> why do the bad guy scientists drive around in an ice cream van <laughs> i'm glad you said that i was going to bring that up myself why are they in an ice cream van is it because it's inconspicuous because because uh, <laughs> i would not. think an ice they, cream they're... van you would have people running up towards it yes <laughs> um it it defies any logic <laughs> There's there's no reason for them to have an ice cream fan. It just makes no sense. Why are they stealing the statue from the front yard? Yeah, they're not even trying to uh, take it over. They're might... just they're just antagonizing, they're just being assholes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. You know. And then, all right, they they're trying to cause some terror. They're trying to um worry um these guys and make them want to leave. Okay, I get that. So why? Does that suddenly turn into attempted vehicular homicide? <laughs> the caretakers standing there, they gun straight at him laughing. There's no reason. There's no motivation. It's just like, let's kill this guy in the street. <laughs> there's no subtlety um, there whatsoever. <laughs> and, and speaking of no subtlety, uh, yep. the next scene defies multiple laws of physics. <laughs> So we've got an ice cream van. Again, no idea why it's an ice cream van. Do we? Barreling straight towards the caretaker what, of the orphanage. What do you reckon? 60 miles an hour? Sudden, <laughs> probably 20. Okay. Um, generous. I, I think it was but, a lot more than that. Uh, well, they, they, hadn't had mu- they hadn't had much room to build up speed. But regardless, we've got a moving ice cream van mm-hmm. that suddenly stops. Mm. And then 
stops dead. It's just bang, stops dead in its tracks. And then we pan back and here's Hulk Hogan holding onto the chain. The van is trying to move. The wheels are spinning. Now, number one, if you tried that and you were rooted in spot, your arms would come off. Probably, yes. Number two, if you tried that, you wouldn't be rooted in spot. You'd be dragged along faster than the bloody... A couple of hundred pound statue that they were carrying. Correct. And... Yeah, that's a good. That's a um, great point. We've already established that they can just rip a statue, but Hogan is stronger. <laughs> his immortal brother. <laughs> um, and he's just you know holding it tight, growling. <laughs> these <clears throat> scientists, and I'm really using this term loosely. Yeah. These scientists decide that well, if this guy's strong enough to break the laws of physics, let's just laugh at him and point out the fact that he's wearing a Santa suit. Ha-ha, see you later, Santa. <laughs> worse, still, worse still, one of the scientists, the main guy, uh, what was his, Dr. Blake? No, Blight. Yes. Uh, he decides that, well, this guy's pretty strong, but I think I can take him. <laughs> After he's just seen him stop his own ice cream truck <laughs> with his bare hands. Uh, I've got this, bro. I've got this. I've got this. I'll handle him. <laughs> So the um the, after Santa sort of saves the caretaker, the the bad guys run away with the ominous threat of "See you later, Santa." And uh, the orphans say, "Yay, Santa! Yay. Hurrah! You saved us!" Um, invite him and Lenny in for for milk and cookies. And um, yeah, Lenny's sort of Hogan's stay. helper at this point, although he's trying to sort of defraud him. Uh, he's yes. with Santa. So, uh, yeah, so we've got uh, Santa now staying at the orphanage. Um, get the introduction to the orphans. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got uh, Elizabeth, Sarah, and Taylor are the three kids in the orphanage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three kids. I know. In an <laughs> entire orphanage. Three kids. <laughs> Let's just go over those numbers again. Entire orphanage. Mm-hmm. Huge. Three kids. Three. Right. This is a multi-level building. This is like it is, three, four yeah. stories high. It's, it's a got, church. It's got a church, church next to it. <laughs> um, it's a floor and each. there are three kids. And these are the ones that they couldn't find homes for. Which, <laughs> you know, well, one of them, I can the see why. One, the, the little one, uh, which I think was Elizabeth. Yes. Um, that I can understand. Spending five minutes with her... I'd want to rip my own eyeballs out with a spoon. Oh, you know what? She was sweet enough. She was annoying, but sweet enough. She was overly sweet. She was... Yeah, saccharine. The, okay. the intro was just with her doing the voiceover of, um, yeah, Dear Santa, there's a bad man in our town. Mm. Was. Ugh. I don't like that was... my parents aren't here. Oh, <laughs> please let me get adopted but, uh... because I want to be raped. <laughs> <laughs> Too dark. I felt like it was too dark. Sorry, bro. <laughs> oh, um, wow. Uh, for, for three kids, you have um, two adults looking after them, uh, Leslie and uh, the caretaker, Clayton. Yes. Um, <laughs> one, uh, so, yes, H- Hogan and Lenny are staying at the, the orphanage. Um, he comes out the next morning 
forgetting to wear his beard and the <laughs> actually a decent bit of script writing here. He actually comes up with a, a plausible excuse for a six-year-old um, to say that he uh, only wears the beard for deliveries because Mrs. Claus says that it chafes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that was that. I actually, as he said that, I thought, you yeah, know, that's actually a nice cover. That, that's that a defendable works. line. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fine for uh, for telling a six-year-old um, kid that, that they'll believe. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that's probably the last bit of logic that, that really works. <laughs> um, and um, now that Santa's all settled in, um, Lenny decides to go and get to the ATM with Blake Thorne, richest man in ten counties. Uh, no, ten states, sorry. Uh, Which Blake ten? Thorne, richest man in... It's in, a very uh, vague statement. Ten, um, <laughs> with his credit card and go to the nearest ATM mm-hmm. where... Um, How sophisticated these ATMs are. For 96, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never... Oh, we should probably tell for the listeners because I'm, I'm hoping most of them haven't bothered watching this movie. Uh, <laughs> when Lenny steals the credit cards and he goes to the ATM, the ATM wants a thumbprint. <laughs> There's no pin. He puts the card in. He goes, hello, Mr. Thorne. Um, we'll have a thumbprint, please. And he um, try, you know, tries his own thumbprint. Obviously, that doesn't work. When the fuck did ATMs... Need thumbprints. Well, it's 2016 now, 20 years later. I'm pretty sure you guys have never seen one. No, Um, never. So, where this bullshit came from, I have no idea. (laughs) Do you think, like, the idiot writers, like, got together, they were in 1995, they thought, you know what, this time next year they'll probably be doing this. (laughs) That's what we need. too much credit. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't giving him much. I called them idiots. Yeah, still too much. Um, so yeah, so Lenny's still sticking around with Santa to to try and work out a way to to scam his uh, bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens next? We've got the um, the interview with the, oh, yes. uh, the after the stopping of the the theft of the money from the orphanage at the mall. The local news outlet decides to do an interview with Santa with muscles and. It's pretty clear that Hogan's promo skills in ring don't translate to news interviews. <laughs> Way in fairness, his character has no idea what the fuck's going on. So I don't mind that so much. But uh, yeah, it was kind of a cringy moment, like uh, like that douchebag style of reporting all the, the, the fun local stories. But um, no, I, I, I sort of forgot about this moment. Was there a point to it? No. No, no point. Um... Or did the villain you, you maybe get, see it on TV? The villain saw it on TV and goes, yeah. hey, that guy looks familiar. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Um, which, um, yeah, again, I took it as being, uh, at the time of first seeing it, I took it as, well, you know, Blake Thorne's photo is on pretty much every product that he publishes. And, yeah, um, yeah they, they must, you know, and he's... Maybe his friends will recognise him. Um, well, he's wearing the Santa beard, but, uh, so I think at this point, well, obviously Frost knows who Blake Thorne is because he's a fairly famous person and he just hasn't quite put it together yet. Yeah. But 
No, no, it looks like it's more to do with the um, the up- upcoming plot twist. Yes. Uh, so, um, but yeah, there's not really any point. They, they didn't need to do the interview at all. We mm. could have saved ourselves another couple of minutes of, of <laughs> bullshit. Uh, and then we get to what I consider to be the worst scene in the movie. Yeah, is it the particular one where they're all sat around the table? No. Oh. No. I, I uh, hated that. But go ahead. Uh, no, the singing in the church. Oh, God, yes. Oh, my God. No, so, you're right. That beats it. That, I don't remember oh. any of this. It's crazy. <laughs> the angel babies. <laughs> so, um, after the interview, Santa goes into the, the church next to the orphanage because he can hear some singing. Mm-hmm. And um, little girl Elizabeth is is in there, and they have a bit of a chat about... Um, Nothing in particular. I forget. <laughs> and uh, All I remember is a they decide to do a bit of singing together, and it is horrid. Neither yeah. of them can uh, sing. It's a I horrible song. Oh, the thought of Hogan singing babies. is horrendous. Yeah, but the girls are just as bad. <laughs> yeah, the, she um, sing for shit. Oh, it, it was all just just horrible. That that entire scene could be deleted from my existence. Uh, the only thing really, to it is really that one. Horrid, horrid piece of um, five minutes. The only vague bit of purpose that it served is that when they were singing, the first, what do they call them, the stained glass windows? What are they called? Yes, stained glass windows. Yeah, the they church start lighting up. up. And apparently that's a, a big feature of that particular church than when people used to go to it. Um, that was sort of an attraction. For some mysterious reason, the church mm. windows would light up. Which we're about to discuss. Yes. Yeah, so it's um, reveals there's a series of catacombs. But I, I, I loved how they revealed how this sort of moment, because they're, they're all sat around the table, they're discussing the situation with these people uh-huh. terrorising them. Like, yeah. well, why are they after us? I mean, is, is there some historical significance? Uh, is it, do they want to knock it down and build something? And they're all going around the table trying to... Well, maybe, maybe it's got something to do with those ancient catacombs and that big mysterious <laughs> vault that's underground. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what? You think? This, this... <laughs> Again, in my notes. Why? 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 Why wasn't this mentioned before? <laughs> and to reveal it in that way, couldn't they just say, okay, Hogan or Santa, I think this is probably why. We didn't want to let you in on it, but this is why they're after us. No, they go around the table and they say, well, maybe it's this. Maybe, maybe it's that. And I know, the vault. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, they go and investigate. Um, what actually was in the vault? I, I don't understand what that was. Was it some kind Science. of mythical stone? Was it gold or now, silver? I don't know. No, they... I, actually, I actually researched this. Ooh. Oh, wow. I uh, you might. Because I didn't... Um, so oh, we'll, we'll backtrack a fraction. Uh-huh. They go down to the catacombs, which is the kids' clubhouse. By the way, they pass several skeletons on the way in <laughs> down these catacombs. But this is, is a... the kids' clubhouse. That's fine. Um, they get down there. There's this big, heavy vault door. The kids have worked out three out of the four numbers. Mm-hmm. And um, Santa just suddenly goes, Huh. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> I know this. Here we go. It's open. They open up the um, the vault door, 
and there is this massive cavern full of these glowing crystals that uh-huh. um, my first thought was um, Superman's Fortress of Solitude from the <laughs> um, the original movie. Uh, but um, Mila Kunis's character suddenly pipes up with uh, a bit of MacGuffin information. Of, yeah, right. Oh, these are Pizio quartz crystals. They conduct electricity. They must be worth millions. Well, thank you, twelve-year-old uh, girl with a science <laughs> degree. What the th- where did that come from? Yes, um, and uh, we get um, told that they uh, are unstable and they could explode at any minute. And um, the annoying Taylor boy drops. Yeah, Taylor, the annoying boy, um, drops one and it explodes. Um, and they quietly back out of there and and lock the vault door. Um. <laughs> So that's, you know, that's fine. Um, then, um, but now at least they know why why he's after the orphanage. Mm, it's all become clear. So we can dig under it and uh-huh. he needs the orphanage because that's where the vault door is. So that's the easiest access to to these catacombs. Yes. So, um, you know, finally getting a bit of an understanding. Um, you know, we, we still don't get a lot of other things explained, like, you know, why does why does Frost's home have smoke jets coming up through it? <laughs> yes, um, what was that all about? Yeah, no idea. <laughs> the fact it's that like, Frost uh, is wearing like a, a full body sort of yes. protective suit, I, I'm guessing he's a germ freak. Mm. Yes, that's, that's what I took from it. Yeah, he, yeah. Is a, he is a uh, germaphobe. Okay. Yeah, um, that sort of gets that gets conveyed throughout the movie. Um, so we've we've found the catacombs. Um, the um, the position the physician shows up again and um, decides to take a fight, um, take on Hogan in a fight. Yes, and um, they run through the house up to the very top where. Um, it's where the church bell, isn't it? Yep, church bell, and yeah. um, there's a couple of decorations up there, mm-hmm. and uh, Hogan clearly wins the fight because he's Hulk Hogan, and uh, he doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't fall to anybody. I kicked your ass, brother. <laughs> and then, um, in yet another why moment, the decorative Santa that's sitting there going ho 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 and moving about ten degrees left and right in a little twisty motion, mm-hmm. suddenly. Spins around 180 degrees with enough force to push, what, 300-pound Hulk Hogan? Who stopped an ice cream truck earlier in this film. (laughs) Um, So all of a sudden, instead of doing a 10-degree movement, which is done in the intro sequence throughout the entire fight scene, any shot that includes the church, it's just moving those couple of degrees left and right. It suddenly decides to do a 180-degree spin and knock Hogan off um, into a conveniently passing garbage truck where he lands some very soft-looking bags of trash, which apparently is enough of a blow to the head to let him regain his memory. <laughs> yes. So uh, he, uh, he regains consciousness back in, in his own bed. And, yeah, we uh, don't know how he got home. I guess he just walked. I don't know. No, um... The the garbage truck operator recognised oh, him from his body products. Yes, body yes, yes. Products. Apologies, they didn't um, fuck that up. They did. They got him home safely. Yep. 
and um, they uh, so he in another movie trope he goes oh that was just a big dream Santa <laughs> <laughs> gets out of bed still in the Santa costume <gasps> what fuck <laughs> oh I guess it wasn't a dream uh, <clears throat> now uh, again why mm-hmm. moment comes yes. up here um, he he remembers what's going on. He uh, uh-huh. which is all fine, and he decides to call back to the orphanage and let them know what's happened to him. Yeah, uh-huh. and for some reason that's never explained and makes no sense to me. Maybe it does to you guys. No, bad guys <laughs> have tapped... <laughs> the bad guys have tapped his phone and pre-recorded Leslie's voice saying, "Get away from me, yo! Uh-huh. I like you." Um. <clears throat> I thought I'd missed something in a, a moment oh. where that was, had been recorded. Yeah, like, do they, like, send someone in to say horrible things yeah. and she had to go with them and they recorded it? Never explained. I, it's <laughs> never explained. Um, the physician does tend to... He does have that personal recorder on him all the time. True. And Leslie does tell him to piss off. So I'm assuming that's where they get the um, the footage from. But, uh, yeah, the, why they decided to bug the phone, um, absolutely no sense at all. Um, so uh, he gets told, piss off, um, until slightly later on he gets a phone call from Lenny. I don't know where Lenny got his phone number from. Um, <laughs> Good point. But, uh, <clears throat> now, um, Lenny phones because... The bad guys show up at the orphanage, mm-hmm. and uh, Ms. Watt mm-hmm. blows up the entire front door with her electric gloves. Yes. Uh, which is pretty dramatic. I like that. Um, you know, sort of. Them, them entering dramatically spraying, uh, I don't even know what it was. Was it desanitizer or something? That was I a stupid... Was some 20 or something <laughs> like that. Just, yeah, antibacterial spray. Yeah, uh, which is completely pointless because uh, Frost walks in in a full friggin' hazmat suit. Yes. <laughs> That's the whole point like, of the suit. He can go where he wants. Um, so um, <laughs> the, the bad guys blow up the front door to the orphanage, waltz in, take over, and uh, and start working away at the vault doors and haul up the kids and the adults um, while they get get the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, Lenny then makes the phone call to Santa and um, Santa and his Kung Fu staff decide to go on and go out and save the day. Mm. So we're going to get down between the Kung Fu staff and the goon scientists. I, I do quickly want to interject one thing. When they're yeah. looking at the vault door and they're just deciding, you know, what are we going to do? Um, they ask the, the archaeologist, I believe, Dr. Flint, you know, yes. can you can you crack this vault can you get in and he replies with oh yeah <laughs> like, what are they doing <laughs> who are these actors it's some kind of sexual pleasure from picking locks i don't know That's these not... characters are horrible <laughs> uh the, the film kind of for me descended into almost a bad a-team episode at this point Hogan, yeah. Hogan and his team are kind of readying up to uh, yes. you know, free the, the Mexican town from banditos. And, uh, Let's go save the orphanage. 
there was oh. even close up close ups of hands doing stuff. I noticed mm. as well in typical A team style. So, yeah. Mm. So um, yes, H- Hogan gets his his um, team together, mm-hmm. uh, who have previously been established as being martial artists. Um, sort of, yeah. Well, yeah, well, being able to fight at least. Fair enough. Um, they jump in the car and uh, off they go, and then um, run into the the same coppers at the start of the movie with the paintballs, mm-hmm. and a. Um, very pale imitation of a Blues Brothers cop car chase in shoes, oh. where um, they decide to take out, um, they take out a cop car by sending it into a spin using two bottles of salad dressing. <laughs> yes, they do. It's a creatine uh, powder. That, that's about seven hundred and fifty mil. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my god, I blinded! it! That should be more of a problem for the local garbage men rather than the cops. It's like, oh god, we have to clean this. As as the cop car spins around the corner into the puddle that these salad dressings come on, they've clearly drank the road with a couple of couple of hundred litres of water or something yep. like that. Um, not two salad bottles, salad dressing bottles. Um, they follow that up with some uh, protein powder, which makes a nice puffy cloud that um, yeah. obscures their vision. That, they, that's vaguely more believable. believable. Yeah, sure. um, and then they blow the believability by the um, the cops at the roadblock having a rocket launcher. <laughs> yes. Yeah, now, <laughs> to police officers, I, I don't know how it works in Australia, Justin, but the police officers in this country are not allowed to carry firearms unless they're <laughs> special ops sort of level officer. I know in the United States it's different, but uh, Australia, gun, no gun. Australia? Australia gun, gun. Fair enough. Yeah, we, we have launcher. No, <laughs> no rocket launcher for the Australian police. Certainly not here. USA Fuck rocket yeah. launcher. Hmm. O- only in uh, small town California. Okay, uh, where it's needed. <laughs> <laughs> because they have terrorists. Sure, with yes. paint guns. Um. Anyway. Um, Hogan and, and crew get to the orphanage. Um, they have a night that they they start having a bit of fun at this point. Um, mm. The way they take out some of the goons is um, is enjoyable and stupid, and so, probably in line with a kids' film. Uh, yeah. So the first baddie they take out by um, hooking up the car battery and a couple of jumper leads to the front door. That was good. Cool. Um, Ring the doorbell. The guy looks out. You've got the chef there with a plate of food that I don't know where the food came from. Um, <laughs> the bad guy's like, yeah, okay. I could go for some. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Opens the door. Um, that's all right. Um, Hogan just knocks out one other guy um, who I don't recognize the goon. He was, he's the one that had like the 70s porn mustache. Um he looks like he could have possibly been a job wrestler, but I didn't recognise him from anywhere, and I couldn't see him in any IMDb listing. But can't the say I did he had wrestle, but um, I'm not sure on that. Uh, but he just knocks him down, and um, then they come up against uh, Professor Vile, the um, the chemist hmm. that has the uh, fart gas, uh, and I. Don't know what he was supposed to be doing. He was sort of like chipping away at the outside wall for for no apparent reason. Um, 
and the one of the kids uh, sprays him with the fire extinguisher, and then they shove his own stink gas into his suit and blow him up. Yes, he's been uh, carrying this sort of methane gun and making fart smells because that's what super scientists do. Why not? I guess. Sure. Um, and uh, so they um, take him out by doing that, um, which is fine. Uh, more you know, cartoony style violence. Um, then we get to the what could have been a brilliant fight scene. Mm-hmm. We've got the sumo Mongolian barber, um, Brutus the Barber Beefcase, briefcase, uh, <laughs> getting tongue Brutus the Barber Beefcake, um, who's some sort of sumo Mongolian thug, um, and Miss Watt going to t- take on a fight against Hogan. Um, he does a couple of sumo stomps, and then Hogan just smacks him in the head. With the, the church uh, pew. With the church like pew, the, yes. Yeah. Um, again, breaking the laws of physics because uh-huh. the leverage required just doesn't <laughs> work. But, um, yes, he pushes down on one end of the pew. The uh, other end where the sumo guy is um, flings up, smacks him in the head, he's out. Mm-hmm. Um, Miss Watt then starts to backpedal saying, you wouldn't hit a girl, would you? When uh, in comes... Lenny! Lenny! Redeeming himself, you know, completing his arc as being a good guy after <laughs> all, and um, dousing the person with electrical gloves with water. Yeah. Um, Presumably killing her, but actually, no, we see her later. No, no. I should have killed her. Yes. No, no, nobody dies in this movie. No. Except uh, Hogan's career. <laughs> uh, no, I think Hogan was okay. Everybody else, <laughs> not mm. so much. Um... So, uh, Mila Kunis gets a pass because she was a kid. Uh, right, then... Um, so, we've had most of the fight scenes and Hogan goes upstairs, finds the adults and gets the big plot twist revealed that we've um, we've been skirting around for, for most of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Blake was Hogan. an orphan at this orphanage. Uh, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Why doesn't he remember this? Did he have another bout of amnesia? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so he was an orphan. He um, was best friends with um, with Ebony's Ebner Frost. Yes, uh, the main villain. They were the best friends. Um, they were best friends as kids. Neither of them seem to remember this. No. Um, <laughs> they obviously had been in the cave beforehand, but Ebner can't remember the combination, where Hogan can remember the combination without even the fact of remembering that he was in the orphanage. Yep. Or who he was. Um, and, um, but yes, this is the big reveal. Uh, it makes no sense at all. Um, and that just threw me for a loop um because there was there was a point where you sort of saw it coming because uh, the old dude clayton he was sort of he was almost like winking at the camera it was so <laughs> yeah unsubtle but uh, you could sense something like that was coming yeah and uh when hogan did um pop the combination on the lock you could see the initials bt um uh, oh oh yes yeah, where, yeah you uh, did yeah except 
um, his name when he was an orphan was Blake Kowalski. Yes. It should actually be BK. <laughs> Dope. So they, they screwed that up too. They did. Um, so, at this point, the bad guys have gotten into the vault. We come to the big finale fight scene. Uh-huh. They sword fight with um, crystals. Those highly <laughs> unstable, dangerous, explosive crystals they uh-huh. are now hitting each other with. Uh. Yes. <laughs> they have a full-on sword fight. Mm. None of the crystals explode. No. Until, all of a sudden, things start moving, noise starts coming up, There's um, and they realise the entire cave's about to blow, hmm. which then turns into a, um, a big fight... Fu- um, Oh, not even really good special effects. Um, and it's not an explosion. The entire orphanage just sort of crumbles in on itself like a little it implosion. Yep. Um, yep. Which uh, just makes zero sense to me whatsoever. Mm. Um, but the bad guys are all captured. The good mm-hmm. guys win. Yay. Hogan, and the orphans, Hogan and the orphans move to what I believe is Hogan's house. A yep. mansion. Um, and I'm adopting everybody, brother. <laughs> yeah, plus another twenty odd kids that came from nowhere. Yep. 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 Plus, um, makes, fairness, the, he did, he makes did the caretaker say... his personal uh, mm-hmm. his personal lawnmower. Which yes. Was yes. Good of him. We did, he good did say he he's he thinks he knows a good place for the new orphanage. Not just I'll adopt you. In fairness. Ah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, I, I I actually missed that bit. Uh. <laughs> And that was Santa with muscles. That was Santa oh. with muscles. Mm. Yes. Um, hmm. I still, I still, I still maintain. Poultrygeist was better, but regardless, better. I thought you liked that. <laughs> oh well, Poultrygeist, yeah, I loved it. Oh, sorry, you're saying Poultrygeist is better? Okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um, but that brings us on to our Plan Nine scale plus summary questions. Um, yes. Shall As we take always, a brief break? Yeah, okay. I, yeah, let's do that. We'll take a brief break and we shall come back. And uh, if you can't guess already, I guess give this a mark and we'll get out of here. <laughs> let's give this turd a polishing. Mm. Welcome back. As DRB says, it's time to put that final polish to this turd by uh, attributing it a, uh, a ranking on our Plan 9 scale. Um, as always, going forward, we're going to rate our films on a scale of 1 to 9, with 1 being a movie that has absolutely no redeeming features, and 9 being such an incredible car crash of badness that it is pure awesomeness. So what are we thinking? Uh, Justin, I'll come to you. I'm probably going to give this the most generous mark out of all of us. I'm I'm going to give it a five. Wow. It's it's bad, <laughs> which is obvious. But the fact that it was just such a mind fuck of stupidity, mm-hmm. and I had to watch it a second time to make <laughs> sense of what the hell was going on, mm-hmm. uh, combined with a couple of decent fight scenes and um, a couple of brilliant qu- quotes like the um 
Watch out! He's got a candy cane! <laughs> uh, yeah, fair play. I, I did have a bit of fun with this. I enjoyed the badness. It wasn't brilliantly bad, but it wasn't just blandly terrible. Mm. Um, so I'm going to give it a five. DRB, I'll come to you. You know what? Justin explained it pretty perfectly, actually. There, there was no point where I wanted to turn away and say, I, I just can't fucking watch this. Um, but at the same time, it, it was just so... It was infuriating in places where you saw the gaping plot holes and you wanted mm-hmm. to fix it. Um, I'm not going to be as generous as a five. I'm going to go three. I think that's... I'm happy with that. That feels comfortable yeah. for this film. Um, I think, uh, just to close things up, I think you both make good points. I think the biggest crime is just how dull it is. I mean, it's got Hulk Hogan in, for God's sake. You know, one of the most charismatic goddamn professional wrestlers of all time. And yet he he produces a, a dull film that just doesn't really do any, go anywhere or do anything. Mm. Um, so I think for that fact, I, I will give it some some praise that it is Hulk Hogan. And I appreciate uh, that wrestling fans may only find that a, a plus point. You're handicapping uh, this score. I like it. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, it's like watching a car crash. I feel, I, because it was Hogan, I felt compelled to watch. Um, so I will. I'll go four. I'll go four. So it didn't do as bad as I thought it would. I have to say. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that now brings us on to our uh, our summary questions. Mm-hmm. Bring them. Um, so, um, as I said uh, last time, we'll we'll retweak these a little bit as we go along. Yep. Um, so these will change a little bit till we get a format that works well. So uh, if we were to get a Santa with muscles two, oh. what wrestler would you like to star in the remake? Okay. Um, assuming it would be a WWE produced film, um, which is highly likely that they would uh, take on such a project. I don't know. Who's, I guess, who's the biggest counterpart of this era, Cena, I guess that would be. Uh, I think Cena would do a better job. I have to say. Yeah. Um, I don't mm. know. It depends. If you want to make it again and make it equally awful, I'd throw Brock Lesnar in there. Um, <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Um, but if you generally want a decent film, I go Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin, yeah. Austin, Austin yeah. would do well. Um, I was actually going to go with uh, Dean Ambrose. Uh, just, this is Santa with because, muscles, though. Where's the muscle? Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> but um, I, I just think the facial expressions from Dean Ambrose would work well. Uh, um, I'm, pick, right, I'm picking Lesnar. On. Lesnar. Yeah, Lesnar, Lesnar works for me. <laughs> or would he say his own lines, or would would, um, would Paul Heyman have to speak his lines for him? He'd dub would them. He'd be, be Lenny. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Paul Heyman would be Lenny, actually. That'd be great. Yeah, he'd only turn up for 30% of his scenes as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, in in honour of the botch cast, I've uh, renamed the next two questions. So instead of what was the best moment of the movie, mm-hmm. what was your raw pleasure? moment of the movie ah, I don't have the soundboard pleasure um, that's tough man when it ended I think it was the pleasure for me <laughs> credit's always good um, no I'm going to go with that that one line watch out he's got a candy cane that was the only <laughs> genuine laugh it got at me yeah yeah. and uh, um, 
say the a pleasure being recording this show and talking about it has given me infinitely more pleasure than watching the film itself. It's been fun. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to go with the final fight. Uh, not not the candy, not the um crystal sword fight, but uh, mm-hmm. when Hogan rallies his troops and they they take out the uh, the henchmen in uh, reasonably yeah. creative ways. I, it, I, I kind of enjoyed that. That's, like, that's when it hit its stride. Yeah, like Stu said, in a sort of A-team sort of way, like, let's go, let's roll sort of thing. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. And um, your um, following on from raw pleasure, what was your raw pain, pain. moment of the <sighs> Just uh, I'll go first. It yeah, was the singing. Oh, the singing. The singing just... Oh. Just uh, the yeah. the plot holes for me, just the, that that sense of why, Justin. I think you put it <laughs> succinctly, as in just why. Why are certain things happening? There's no explanation for it. There's no cohesion to the narrative at all. Things just happen. Disparate things just happen, and yeah, it's just not a fully formed film, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that table scene is really bad where they're trying to work out why they're coming after the orphanage, but no, I think Justin is right. That singing scene is painful. <laughs> that, that that defines pain. <laughs> and uh, where and when would you set a proposed sequel? Do you have any ideas? Mm. When and where? Mm. I've got um, 1960 South Africa. <laughs> 1980s South Africa apartheid. That'd be yeah. amazing. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's what I was going for. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, go ahead, Justin. I was going to go for a spiritual successor, Easter Bunny with Muscles. Oh. Nice. Mm. I don't know. Easter films, do they even make them? Hop. Mm, yes, that was an Easter, oh, Easter yeah. Bunny-based film. Yep, yep, yep. That's all I got, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where's, where's, I mean, if it's not in California, it's New York. That's the only places they really film, isn't it? Yeah, I, I would at least want somewhere where there is some kind of sense that it is winter time. You know, you know yes. that this is taking place at Christmas. Yeah, not Australia. Sorry, Justin. No. <laughs> Vegas uh, is always a good option. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> and, uh, and Lenny's gambling push- problems comes back. <laughs> And uh, the final question, a new one that we've uh, we've come up for this one: hmm? Who would win a fight between Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy? And specifically, we're talking Santa with muscles, right? And Dwayne the Rock Johnson as the Tooth Fairy. Okay, Hogan doesn't job for anyone, so True. I'll go. Uh, Santa Claus would be booked to win in that fight. Every day of the week. Rock has beaten Hogan. I think uh-huh. Hogan's beaten Rock, though, in a rematch. I'm not sure. But mm. uh, it purely speaking about the films, I think Santa takes it. Yeah. I think so, too. Um, Tooth Santa- Fairy's quite tough, but he's not stoppy ice cream van with right. your bare hands tough. Yeah, that's a different no, level. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hogan is solid. Solid. As a statue. Film. Much like his acting. <laughs> so, Justin, that wraps up our uh, discussion on Santa with muscles. Thank Christ. What have you got for us next month? Uh, I have a classic. Uh, <laughs> so far, we have covered off a, a horror comedy. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have a wrestling family Christmas film. Mm-hmm. 
so to do something a little bit different, we're going to go for a, a little-known genre. In fact, this could be the only film I know of that covers this genre. Uh-huh. Uh, it is a zombie horror comedy romance musical. Uh, oh, no. Okay, go ahead. Uh-huh. The, um, the movie is called Nudist Colony of the Dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd like to uh, announce my immediate retirement from podcasting. <laughs> Nudi- Say that again. Nudist Colony of the Dead. Of the Dead. Okay. Um, right. A very short summary. Sounds like a carry-on thing, a, I have to say. <laughs> very short summary. A um, group of... A Christian youth group is sent on a summer camp. The okay. summer camp is um, the location of where a nudist colony had uh, formerly been. And rather than being kicked out from their colony, the nudists decide to commit suicide and end up coming back as zombies. Okay. Uh, hilarity uh, ensues. Hilarity mm. ensues. Quick details. Um, okay. what's, what's the year? Any big stars? Mm. Uh, not sure on the year, and no, no stars. Of course not. Of course Which, uh, <laughs> Is that uh, available on uh, YouTube? or? Uh, we will be able to get a copy, yes. We'll find a way. Uh, okay. okay, say no more. Um well, I, I actually, I actually stumbled across this film on VHS um, many years ago when um, one of my jobs, um, when I was waiting to come, catching public transport to and from this particular job, I um, the the tram stop was directly in front of a video store, so I'd grab a a bunch of weekly videos um, every every time I sort of went there, and, and I stumbled across this one. And uh, it, it's unique. What do, you, what do you say to the guy at the till when you take that up to him? Uh, it wasn't too bad compared to some of the other ones that were, were there. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Nice. The yeah. same video store is actually where I, I stumbled across something that um, you guys probably know better than I did. Um, the Comedy Strip Presents. Oh, series God, of, yeah. Uh, stuff. Um, that wasn't really known over here um and i just happened to find that in the weekly section and um gone, even over here this, even over here that was a fairly cult thing would you say Stu? Mm. oh would yeah definitely definitely yeah but um yeah i sort of saw a couple of these DV, uh, vhs cassettes of um stuff with rick mail and adrian edmondson yeah. and, and um french and, and all that sort of stuff <laughs> and um thought oh i know these actors I haven't seen these. I'll grab these. And um, uh, that was a great find. Uh, You just call me the dead, not necessarily a great find, but it's definitely a unique (laughs) find. It's a find. (laughs) You found it. Yeah. Thank you, Justin. I'll get in a a preemptive fuck you to uh, (laughs) next question. Wait to hear hear some of the songs. This is a musical. Oh, yeah. Yes, of course. Okay. That could be. um... Then you're really going to say fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> thank you for that um right all that's left for me to do really is uh, wrap this show up um if you wish to contact the show you can email us at the renaissance men podcast at gmail.com don't forget to participate in next month's uh caption competition hashtag dcd caption that god what's that um, gonna be <laughs> yeah i can only imagine <laughs> Uh, alternatively you can head over to Twitter where you can find the show and myself 
at Renaissance Pod. DRB, where can I find you? At David Bridge, 1985. Justin, they can find you at? At Justin underscore Knowles. My midge at Nijmeister <laughs> and Midian, of course, can be found at Midian. Thank you, Justin and DRB, for your time tonight. Mm-hmm. You're um, welcome. I guess, depending on when this goes out, you should probably wish the listeners a Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas, Renaissance people. Mm. Ho, 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 Hogan Christmas. Oh, fantastic. That's right, brother. Fantastic. Don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Until next time, Renaissance men out.